You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Let's ride with Touchdown Denver. Touchdown Denver. Hosted by Nick Ferguson and George Stoya. All right, everybody. Welcome back from that quick break. Uh, Nick. Uh, we were just talking about Melvin Gordon, but uh, let's kind of shift focus here to uh, to Russell Wilson a little bit. Um, I, I wanted to, to talk to you a little bit about some of the things he said yesterday in his press conference, other than him saying that he has uh, Wolverine blood. I don't know yeah. if you thought that, uh, talking about his injury. It's, it sounds like he's going to give it a go, um, you know, this, this, this Sunday, even though it, I think it's a pretty significant hamstring injury. And obviously he's still laboring a little bit with that shoulder. Uh, but I wanted to get your thoughts on on some of the stuff he said about, you know, they've really struggled in some of these close games uh, and and they haven't been able to. I think it's let me look at the schedule here, but their loss is one point. Right. Then they lose nine, you know, by nine to Vegas. But that's a close game. Right. That was a one score game in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Then you have a, a you know, a field goal loss in overtime to the Colts and then another field goal loss to the Chargers in overtime as well. Um, and, and Russell talked about that a little bit. And we'll play the audio here in a second. But. What has been the issue, in your opinion, uh, for the Broncos to close out some of these these close games? Obviously, the offense not scoring doesn't help. Uh, but what have been some of the issues there that that have allowed the Broncos to to lose some of these these really close games? Man, it comes down to playmaking, man. And in, in NFL, there are, there's going to be a lot of games that are really going to be close, either because they're high scoring or they're low scoring games. So it's the team that knows how to make that particular play to close out the game that usually wins. It's either uh, a tackle for a loss or a sack force fumble, or it's uh, a turnover some, of some sort or kicking a game-winning field goal. So it's about making plays. And, you know, it's on both sides of the ball. When, when, we, look, when we look at it, I know we, we talk about how great the defense is. We talk about how, you know, bad the offense is. But when you look at it in a lot of those close games, it's about opportunity. Now you go back to the San Francisco 49ers game, I mean, P.J. Lott made a, a great play punching that ball out with uh, Debo, Debo Samuel, right, to help seal the game. Those are the type of plays you need to finish, and that kind of stabilizes and really showcases who you are as a team being able to make some of those impact plays. So when it comes to both sides of the ball, they have not been able to, to do that. Go back to the Raiders game. The offense was moving the ball down the field. As much as they've been ostracized, that was one of the games where they did move the ball down the field and answer the uh, Las Vegas Raiders offense point for point. But then the defense, all they needed to do was stop, get a third down stop, let me start there, and then also show that they can shut down Josh Jacobs. But that didn't happen. So, So once again, it's about a player, a group, special teams, you know, someone deciding, hey, listen, I'm going to make the game-winning play, but that does hasn't happened as consistent for this team as maybe for other teams. 
Yeah, and I, you know, here's my biggest thing, Nick, is is you look across the league and, and teams that win close games are teams that can go on a, on a drive to win the yeah. game. And that's where my biggest complaint is. I think you're right. The defense can come up with some plays, get a toner, turnover, get a, you know, uh, more stops, whatever it may be, um, you know, to, to try and help. But at the end of the day, that's why you went and got Russell Wilson, right? Uh, is to mm-hmm. go on those drives, those game-winning drives, two minutes left. You got to get down the field. You got to get in field goal range, whatever it may be. Uh, and over time, you just got to score, right? You know, whatever it is. And the Broncos just haven't been able to do that in any of the games. And you look back at the Seattle game, probably should have gone forward on fourth and five instead of kicking a 64-yarder. Who knows what happens in that game? Uh, obviously, the Raiders game, that one you could say is on the defense, right? They needed to get a stop. They couldn't get a stop. Um, you know, the offense was actually moving the ball in that game. Um, and then you look at the Colts game and the Chargers game. I think it's very similar scenarios. Hey, offense goes down and scores just one time. The game's over. Uh, so I, that's what I look at. Russell Wilson did talk about it. He was asked about it yesterday. Uh, and here's what he said via Broncos.com. Um, I think the, the second part of it is, um, you know, playmaking. You know, we've made some of them, we made some really great ones. I think about the 49ers game when we were able to, it's a really great, as you guys know, really great defense and everything else. We were able to drive down when the game's on the line and score a touchdown and make some big plays, you know, when we needed to. Um, that's in us. I think also, too, um, you know, I think uh, uh, even go to the Raiders game when the game was tight, we, we they scored, we, we came back, answered a huge drive, and unfortunately they end up scoring. But um, we believe that we can, you know, get the ball back and go again. I, I think that throughout these games and these moments, um, you know, it, it takes great belief. It takes great belief, unwavering belief, unwavering belief, unwavering belief, unwavering belief. And no matter what the circumstances, you know, are, no matter what the score looks like, uh, no matter what's happened the play before, no matter how good or bad, you know, unwavering belief. And I think I know that we have that uh, in this team. And that's the exciting part. Um, you know, uh, I, you know, I have no doubt. And so I'm looking forward to it. Nick, what's your reaction to that? It sounded like uh, I was just listening to you again. <laughs> <laughs> Am I wrong? Am I wrong? I mean, he talked about playmaking. You got to make big plays. He talked about the San Francisco game, making some plays. Uh, so, uh, I mean, what's your, I guess just what's your reaction to Russell saying that there? Well, I mean, Russ has played this game for a long period of time. He, he understands, you know, the strengths and weaknesses of this team and obviously where they can be much better as, uh, as playmakers. And, and at the end of the day, that's what it comes down to. Your, your guys have to make plays for you. And I know there's a lot of pressure on Russ, and I don't think it's fair because this is still a team game. And I know there's certain things that Russ can do better as a quarterback, but it, it comes to a point where you're throwing to your receivers and your tight ends, and they need to make plays for it because this whole conversation has been about uh, Russ and how guys are open and and how he's not finding uh, open receivers. And I'm going to go on a little Twitter rant uh, later on, and I'm going to call out a, a Hall of Famer based on some things he said about Russell that, he hasn't really been spot on, but this is kind of one of those things where Russell's become fair game and an easy target. But once again, it, it's all about everyone doing their job to make plays. And being a playmaker also means that that offensive line, they have to block the guys that they're supposed to block to allow Russell to survey the field, to throw the ball down the field. And that's something that we haven't really seen from a consistent standpoint. So it's all about your playmakers standing up, making plays for you. And when we talk about playmakers, we never really talk about this facet of the game, and that's the coaching staff. They have to view themselves as being playmakers too as well because you call and you design 
that play that's going to be a home run run or it's going to be explosive play. So, so the playmaker type of attitude, it's got to permeate throughout the UCL training facility, but more so on the offensive side of the ball, George. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I want to know what Hall of Famer you're going after, Nick. Oh, you, oh, you want me to tell you? Yeah, I want to. Know. I, I was trying to tease it, but you want me to tell you? Yes, okay. I want to know. Okay, well, I'll tell you. It's uh, Kurt Warner. Okay, Kurt Warner. Kurt Warner uh, said some things when you know he does a great job of breaking down film, but I mean, he didn't break it down uh, to its, its finest detail, right? He, he left out a couple of. Uh, I guess, interesting points that would have actually show why certain plays happened the way that they did. And I know when when, once someone, when someone has a point, they're only going to gather all the information to support their point. They're not right. going to tell the, the entire story. And that's where I have an issue with those who cover this game in the media and former players who now go into the media. They don't tell you everything. They just tell you what they want you to hear to, and to reinforce their narrative. So there's some things that he said that I, as a defensive player, that I was like, wait a minute, uh, that's not really correct. You're not giving all of the details. So I'll put that video up here shortly uh, after we finish our show. But uh, usually I don't do this, George, but I mean, everyone has their breaking point. And I, and I guess I, I just had mine. So I'm just going to throw out my information and just tell my truth. Well, everybody, make sure you guys look for that. Uh, Nick, I did want to ask you, though, uh, there's going to be some Hall of Famers at the game on Sunday uh, being honored. A Super Bowl 32 team is going to be honored uh, during the Jets game on Sunday. Uh, and Hackett was asked about it yesterday, and he, he talked a little bit about, you know, um, just you know, how great that team was. And, and obviously, um, you know, they want to win a Super Bowl. And he was talking about maybe having some players from that team come and talk to the team. Uh, what do you think about them being in town? And, and I know we talked a little bit about, about it beforehand, but do you think there's a little bit added pressure on this team when, when a Super Bowl group comes to town, especially that Super Bowl team, when you talk about some of the personalities on that team? And, and I mean, um, you know, guys that – you just mentioned players in the media. Shannon Sharp, um, you know, he's coming to town probably, and, and uh, he's had some interesting things to say about the Broncos. So what do you think about them coming to town and, and maybe the, the pressure – that puts on this Broncos team. Yeah, there's a lot of pressure. Um, it's just like when you, when you fast forward or re rewind to Vic Fangio days, uh, there was a moment where uh, my former coach, Mike Shanahan, went into the ring of fame and the Broncos lost that game. And it was so uh, deflating. So, yeah, you still have that added pressure because you're still being judged and this team is two and four. And you've said, hey, the offense needs to get better. And then now you have – Maybe Terrell Davis coming in here. Shannon Sharp, who is uh, – Shannon Sharp can talk, right? And he doesn't bite his tongue. So you have all those great guys on the offensive side of the ball that, that's coming in and the defensive side of the ball that's coming in. 
And, and to me, that's added pressure because those go, those guys were back-to-back Super Bowls. So they're looking at what they were able to accomplish, and they're looking at this team now and say, well, this is not Broncos football. So that's added pressure for Nathaniel Hackett and his coaching staff to go out, not only just put on a good show, but actually win the game as well. Because if they don't, you know Shannon, when he gets back to his show in L.A., he's going to be uber critical, not just of Russell, but of this team and his coaching, the coaching staff as far as how far they have fallen. But if if I were Nathaniel Hackett, and I, and I said this uh, earlier, and I put this out on, on a tweet, is that he should have an airing of grievances where players are able to, you know, just kind of air what they're disgruntled about so they can come together as a family. To me, uh, uh, the night before the game, he should have some of these guys come in and talk to the team, talk about what it was like before they got became that uh, Super Bowl winning team and the challenges associated with it. So those guys still have that level of confidence as far as what they're capable of. And we're not talking Super Bowl. We're just tra- talking about winning the game on Sunday. But having those guys in the room, George, and having them talk about their own personal stories, I think it would help, especially if you have Terrell Davis talk about what it was like for him and even though he wasn't, you know, drafted and Melvin Gordon was, there's something that Terrell Davis can give to Melvin Gordon that can help Melvin Gordon out in the game on Sunday. I was going to ask Nick, I was going to follow up because I don't know if you're, if you know a lot of these guys, obviously uh, I know you, you, you played in the league for a while and, and it's kind of like a brotherhood, especially when you play for a team as, as long as you did. And some of those guys, you get to know other guys, even though you weren't on that team, who on that team that maybe, you know, or, or you've heard, you know, speak, who do you think would be a good person to, to get up there and, and maybe speak in front of the team? Obviously, John Elway's in the building, and um, I'm sure he's spoken to some of the guys before, but who's maybe on that team and you say that person would be a great guy to get up there and speak in front of this team and what they're going through? Well, there, there are two guys that come to mind. One is one of my former teammates and Rod Smith. Yeah. Because Rod came up in this league just like I did, just kind of grinding and was able to carve out a niche for himself. And, I mean, he's going – he went through adversity, you know, hips and all those things. So he knows what that's like. So he can give his story and give it back to a guy like Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, and just a team uh, as a whole. But once again, the, the, the guy who I just mentioned was Terrell Davis. That guy can go up there and tell you what those struggles were like, coming from the University of Georgia, not being drafted – having to make a play in the Tokyo game to kind of solidify himself as, oh, maybe we should keep him on our team as a reserve running back, and maybe he had developed into something, and now his career wasn't as long, but he became a a Hall of Fame player in that short period of time. So those two guys are two guys that I know definitely can stand up there. The players can relate to them, and they can kind of get these guys, someone into a group. And that doesn't necessarily mean, George, that you have a fiery speech from these two guys and then all of a sudden, you know, now the Broncos go on this big run. No, to me, it starts with just one game, but motivation comes from anywhere. But those two players, you know, Terrell Davis and Rod Smith, those would be the two players because of their careers and what they went through that Nathaniel Hackett should have speak to the team. Yeah, I mean, I've spoken to both those guys. Uh, they're they're both incredible, uh, and you 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 touched on both their stories. I think a lot of guys could relate to where those guys came from, and obviously the careers they ended up having. I, I think they would be great. Um, I think Mike Shanahan would be great. Uh, I think well, I don't be think very that, careful. Be very careful with that one. 
I don't think that would ever happen um, for multiple reasons, but I do think he would be uh, really, really good. Um, I think that he was, uh, I mean, he's a Hall of Fame coach, Nick. It's, right, it's, yeah. it's absurd that he's not in the Hall of Fame. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I think he would be really good. I think he would probably get up there and probably rip him a little bit um, and, and get a little fired up. And maybe that's what they need. Maybe it's not. I don't know. It's going to be interesting, though, because uh, I do think you're right that there is some pressure on him to perform well with the Super Bowl team uh, there. But I also think some of these guys, you know, I, I know they, they pay their respects to all that, but they're focused on on themselves and, and getting them them better. And, and obviously, um, you know, I, I think that they'll pay attention to those things. But again, I think they're worried more so about themselves and trying to get back on the right track this week. Right. Uh, and what does that look like? So, uh, Nick, let's take a quick break and then let's dive into the Jets, uh, some personnel stuff, and then also some Justin Simmons audio that I thought was interesting from yesterday. <laughs> 